This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keen jones For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash forallnerds. Welcome to For All Nerds. And what's up, y'all? And welcome to another episode of the For All Nerds Show. The voice of the Urban Geek, the podcast where we discuss geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. And as always, in the captain's chair, it's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Reading Rambo. Benny and the Jetsons, a Wakandan werewolf in London, the redemption of Finn, Meek Millhouse, Wakanda's favorite DJ, Kevin Bacon of the internet's chill out Wilson Fist because they're staring the echoes, standing <laughs> on biscuits here in the spaceship tonight. Very good. Well done. Thank you very much. Thank you. And as always, as you hear, I'm joined by Tatiana King, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Deuce Piccolo. Beretta Scott King, Sean Jean-Luc Picard, Jay Prince of All Saiyans, Glorilla Grog, Doctor Doing Something Strange with Some Change, T'Challa Bread, Doc Aki, Coldest Winter Soldier Ever, Tatiana Kang, The Conqueror, Scroll Obsidian, and The Ting of the North. There we go. We spent a lot of time on our AKAs tonight, and we ain't got much to talk about. <laughs> if you ain't know already, that's, that's pretty much a, a sure sign right there. Welcome to another episode of Fall Nerds. Thank you to everyone out there who has been subscribing, following on all those various platforms, all the audio platforms, wherever you listen to us in your ear holes, make sure you hit that follow, that subscribe. If you're watching us right now, I mean, as it should, if you're watching (laughs) us right now on YouTube or Twitch, make sure you hit that follow, that subscribe button. It's right below my fingertips. You know what I mean? Right below my fingertips. Also a little dirty, but you know, we're here. So thank you for joining us. Thank you to the patrons, patreon.com slash forallnerds. We just, or very soon, will be dropping a new episode exclusively for y'all. So make sure y'all over there and spreading yes. the word. Thank you, y'all helping us out, yes. you know, and it's important keeping it going. Because we, mm-hmm. we, we putting our business out there on our Patreon uh, episodes, but we don't do the same on the main show. So if you want to nah. know... Yep. You got to get real personal. It gets real personal over there. Facts. So. Yeah, facts. You know, you know, we, we get kind of personal over here. It, you know, <laughs> it, is a, it is a podcast where we talk about our life and everything, but, you know, it gets super personal over there. Correct. So. Yeah. yeah. So, but we're here. You know, it's another episode. We It's now February, my birthday month. And it's also Black History Month. I mean, you know, it's my birthday. So, you know. <laughs> Forget Black History Month. No, I mean it's they go day, they go a, hand in hand. I was born in I am Black History. Okay, you know what I mean. Let's keep it you know let's keep it real. You know what I mean. Let's keep it real, folks. Okay, like, Mr. Tagline. I am Black History. You know, I am Black History. The Pan African The Pan African flag waving behind you. You know you're looking off into the distance, and then you just see like <laughs> these people jets faces. fly by. Jets fly by. <laughs> then you see, no, no, the Tuskegee Airmen fly by. Then you see yes, there we go. Nice. You see these faces fade in and out, you know? Yes. You see, like, Oprah. And then yeah. you see Malcolm X. Yeah. <laughs> then you see, like... Uh, Dwayne McDuffie. You know, why not? Then you see Come Luke on, Cage. <laughs> you see... 
Killmonger. I because Killmonger. No, you got to see Killmonger. You got to see, see Killmonger. Got to see Killmonger. You know um, what I mean? Like, he's a real person. Yeah. No, that's good. the best part. Yeah. Oprah, then Killmonger. <laughs> no, see, this is why y'all got to give me. I, I got to write my comedy show. Like, I want to be like Robin and have my own sketch comedy situation because this shit that be popping up in my head on the fly, I be fucking dying. And I'm like, I know this shit is funny. So. No, no, we do this off the fly. Like people were yeah. talking about us talk about uh, Richard Ryder last week, and I'm like, that was all, you know, like my my best friend hit me up about that, and someone <laughs> left a comment on YouTube about that, and yeah, that was just you know. I off mean, the fly. it was like the whole latter half of the show, but I was just, I just, I was still like very like just shocked. I'm like, I mean, I shouldn't be like Stanley and them. They they was always on one, but on my one. God, Richard Ryder, Dick Ryder, Dick Ryder. Wow, and, and you know, as a kid, I didn't, I, because I, I remember, you know, I knew Richard and Dick were the same thing, but I just read Richard Ryder. I was like, okay, cool, you know, Richard Ryder. But it was definitely as an adult, I was like, wow, that's how it's been designed, and that's yeah. why this shit is so like amazing and clever because it's not, it's designed for you not to hit it. It ain't gonna hit. It's like it's like an edible, a real, a real sneaking, sneaky ep- edible that like you got, you hit that shit, and you're like, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. What's that? You know, I don't feel nothing. And there it is. That's how it is. So there it, it did is. very well. Yeah. Dick Ryder. Dick Ryder. <laughs> he usually does very well. Anyways, what else? <laughs> Once again, now this has been for a nerd show. I'll see y'all later. Like this man does <laughs> not stop we out here. being immature, but it's fine. Hey, I'm very mature. You know, you got to be mature to, you know, all right, I'll stop. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> you know, look, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't let mature Ben, what's going on in the world today besides your antics? What's going on in the world today? What is going on in the world today? Uh, I don't know. You know, something about this uh, Issa Rae. What, what did, you know, I mean, I know I know she's been did talking about Did you hear about it. it? Did you hear I, about it? I didn't hear Read this about exact it? quote. I didn't see this quote. Because I've seen, I saw the other quote where so she was talking quote. about how she was doing independent because she doesn't believe that Hollywood supports black stories, which it doesn't. And, no, yeah, no. so I've seen that quote. Yeah, well, this quote that we're referring to is Issa, and it's an excerpt from a wider interview, essentially. But it says, I've never seen Hollywood this scared and clueless and at the mercy of Wall Street, says Issa Rae in her Time Magazine interview. Now, she's 100% right. Um, and also, it's just indicative. Like, like for honors, we've been in the game for 10 years, right? And when I really like sit there and think about the stuff we were talking about 10 years ago and the fact that some of that stuff is still the fucking same, like when we're talking about things in Hollywood, when we're talking about projects and the fight that still remains about black people and people of color getting their voices heard, it's like, is there any end? And, and this sentiment was brought to a head a few weeks ago when we saw mass shows and particularly shows led by black people getting the ax left and fucking right and it it was extremely troublesome because like especially for me because a lot of people in my timeline are writers and, and and are in either media space or in hollywood and the the sheer level of distraught and sadness that i literally for 24 hours straight it was just straight we can't have shit like and i understood that sentiment it's like fuck we can't have shit like Y'all play around with the DEI efforts and diversity, equity, inclusion. You don't know what DEI stands for. And all of this, oh, we trying to uplift y'all people and this and that. This is the executives talking to us as black folks. And yeah, we want to give y'all a chance. And then you don't give us the same space. You don't give us the same grace. You don't give us the same time. You don't give us the same effort. And then we're fucking struggling. And with Issa Rae, what she has been doing, to me, she's, still, she's been independent, at least on the side, even with her... Um, deal with HBO, Mm -hmm. she has built up her own production companies and built up her indie record label and some other things that are in the works. And she spoke about in this article, she spoke about how she is actually working on building an actual studio um, Mm -hmm. in Cali. So this this whole thing was about what she was sharing was about building your own and and really taking a task and, and just seeing it plainly, like how the landscape is in Hollywood right now and how it is, how it's been, but especially right now. No, especially right now. And there's two things I want to say to that. One is that 
Hollywood, I think people really misunderstand. Hollywood will do this to white men. Hollywood is like evilly ruthless. It, you know, it'll give white men two chances when it'll give us zero. But after them two chances, it's going to cut most white men too, unless your daddy is, you know, somebody mm -hmm. or you Martin Scorsese or someone of that nature. And even that nigga struggle to get a movie made these days. You know, That's Martin part of Scorsese, the argument that, yeah, that they but, will still get those two chances. We get zero. <laughs> And that's well, that's how it's going to fucking be. And that's like, I don't really worry about that because that's how it's going to be. And I think that this is the thing, like, I've because I've, I come from the music industry going into the uh, film industry, and I've always advocated for this, even in the music industry, is do mm -hmm. your own. Mm -hmm. That's what I like. I was one of the big people I, um, I actually knew about. I, I was a big Drake fan from pretty early, really went so far gone, though. That's when a lot of people got on him. But I put him on to like Young Guru, where Young Guru got onto him, and then he got with you know I knew I was one of the people really pushing him. That's when I had my blog piece on Stare.com, and I was really pushing him. And my prayer was that he would not sign a major label deal because I was like he could be someone who could really change the game and show people you don't need that major label deal anymore. Mm -hmm. But of course he did, and any people after him like Chance who claimed they don't, you know, they work with Apple, and everybody's bought out. Even someone like Toby Nigway, who I really love, I feel like right now is turning into that cat where it's like, okay, I'm going to get this money. I'm going to get this money. Capitalism right now. Yeah. And it's big, like, damn, big, fam. Big capitalism is, big, is, 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 is there. It's nipping at them heels, fam. And I feel you because you, you got nipping? a family to feed. Nipping? I don't think there's no nipping happening. Big capitalism is sitting at the table. I know, uh, man. I saw the SNL. Eating that taco. Hurt, Wait, and, 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 and let me be clear. When I say this, it's not from a hater perspective. And this is also not no. downing him because... What did I say? And I, maybe I said this on the Patreon episode. That's what you got to do. Like, you also got to be economically smart. You do. and But there's a point, And that's the... I feel like we as black people... And it's like we fall for this trick over and over again. And it's historically been shown. It's like... There ain't never going to be five niggas on the Elvis Presley album cover. You know, it's the famous quote from the Five Heartbeats, right? Or from the, from the Temptations movie. You know? And that's like, you know, a crossover ain't nothing but a double cross. They will always use you... And then they're going to go on to the next Negro. Like, Toby Inigwe is on the Justin Timberlake song right now because he's the hot nigga. But in three years, Justin Timberlake would have somebody else, you know, on there. And he ain't going, he ain't reaching back. Just like he ain't reaching back to Pusha T. For a feature right now. But Pusha was on that first album. You know, that's my thing. But Pusha ain't the hot nigga right now. Toby is. So that's my thing. And it's like, we always try to, like, with Issa, she's smart. Like, she got the money, but she's taking that money and doing her own thing. And I know Toby is doing that type of thing, too. So I know he is, and that's why I'm not, like you say, this ain't coming from a hater perspective. It's coming from the perspective where I want black people to realize it, the only way is to do your own thing. There, because there's just no security at all. Like, that's why y'all see me. I've worked in Hollywood, but I don't really dedicate my life to that shit. And I will never do anything for a check behind Hollywood because I don't want to be a person who's out here writing things that I feel aren't or are actively detrimental to black people or just or I don't even I'll be honest I don't even want to write things that are just like entertaining like I I love power I watch it every week but it's not something that I'd really want to dedicate my life to writing a show like that because it's just entertaining and then it's you know it's it is what it is you know, I want to write things that I feel like at least I feel in my heart are creating an impact or moving me. I don't want to write because someone's like, well, you got to write this episode this week. And that's why I don't actively, you know, chase Hollywood. It'll come to me when I feel like it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. And that's why, but I love people like Issa who are, you know, making these statements like, look, y'all. And that's inspiring people below her, all the younger people coming up underneath there. I mean, younger, older, whoever, it don't matter really. But it's inspiring people to be like, yo, okay, maybe I don't need to chase this Hollywood check. Maybe I can take my own check and buy a camera. You know, one of my favorite, my mentors in Hollywood, a black writer who's been in the game forever. You know, he, we had a meeting one day and he was like, you, you want to see how, because I asked a question in this meeting of black writers. I was like, yo, how do we... Like, I was like, yo, what about, basically I was talking about myself, but I was like, what about people who just be out here saying shit, you know, and saying whatever, and, you know, actually trying to say something and not just 
going for the bullshit. Like people like Issa, what she said is dangerous. Of course, you know, what you, she said. You is can't dangerous. call the ex clueless. They could be like, "You just called me clueless, bitch." Right? You know, <laughs> I'm not signing over your next movie. Fuck right. you, bitch. You call like me clueless. Like I said about being smart about getting that money and then turning mm-hmm. that money into self revenue generating centers, right? Yep. Like all the men- things I mentioned that she already has going for herself, and the fact that coupled with that, she's reaching back. She's pulling up her people behind her. She she positioning everybody else because the the whole point towards your idea of make your own is to build your own. Okay, let's pull up and cre- and and train and create these soldiers that will continue the path forward, that will continue the the legacy and build up the mm-hmm. legacy, right? Until we can get to a place where like our shit is fucking strong and yep. it's something that cannot be ignored. And that's still something that's still it technically is in the infancy of. Like there yeah. have been and it's interesting cuz throughout the age, I don't want to say the ages, like it's been a million years, but throughout the decades, there have been glimpses of what those types of empires look like. Like when you think of the Wayans, the Wayans family, when you think of and, and Tyler and the, Perry, Tyler Perry, when you think of and I, and I say Wayans family because like there was stuff I, that came out this week that I just learned about, like <sighs> the whole reason why there's Super Bowl halftime shows oh, yeah. is because of them. I did not yep. fucking know that the yep. power that had. Yeah, understand. And wasn't that like the nineties or maybe yeah. even earlier? I don't and, fucking know. And for those who didn't see this, because I saw it popping on TikTok, etc. So I know. Basically, what happened is back in the nineties, Living Color was the greatest show on earth. If you don't know about it, go watch old episodes. Living Color is just—it's mm-hmm. up there with Dave Chappelle's show, Mad TV, SNL. That's best. It is just one of the greatest catch shows of all time. And at the time, it had nothing but superstar stunners on it. It's like uh, Jim Carrey. Uh, Damon Wayans, you know, Keenan Ivory Wayans, um, David Allen Greer, Tommy uh, Jefferson, right? Is that his name? Tommy Tommy Davidson. Tommy Davidson. Tommy Davidson, not Jefferson. Yeah, Tommy Davidson. (laughs) Oh, man. I was just watching that nigga. He's in uh, um, I peeped the outlaw Johnny Black. I did peep that. I'll I'll talk about that later. Yeah, he's in that joint. So it had all these cats in there. Like Jim Carrey, that's where Jim Carrey got discovered at, is on Mm -hmm. Living Color. So this show was just in fuego every Sunday night. It was just out of control. You had to peep it. Must Crazy watch ratings. Crazy ratings. So during the Super Bowl that year, when it was like the second or third year of Living Color, when it's just out of control on fire, they did a, a halftime special. Because normally the halftime would just be niggas talking. You know, they cut back to the studio. Everybody talking about the game. And I never, I, I really, as a kid, I never understood it. I never understood why the fucking Super Bowl took so much longer than every other football game. Because <laughs> all the other shit, like... Why the fuck do we need 30 minutes of halftime with these niggas just talking? Like, nigga, get this <laughs> the shit over. The people need a rest. The, the, the players need the rest. I know, but they don't get a rest any other week. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> and uh, I mean. This is the big a, one. Then it's the big one. I know, but as a kid, I didn't give a shit about football. So I was mm. just, I wanted to see the show that would come on after the Super Bowl because they'd always had a dope show on after the Super Bowl. Okay. So I just be like, come on, nigga, get this shit over with. <laughs> so Living going. Color, for the first time ever, they did a halftime show. And on a different network. On, a di- this, on Fox, this, yeah. That's what I read, on Fox. Yeah. I don't know what network this uh, was. Probably ABC at the time, yeah. I think. Yeah, they, and so niggas switched the station. Not just niggas. Everyone. 30 million niggas. <laughs> 30 million niggas. Everyone switched over to watch In Living Color for 30 minutes mm-hmm. and then switched back. And after that, ABC was like, nigga, please. Like, Hell no. <laughs> and it's like... And that's like not the only type of antidote that like that I still don't probably don't know of, but that has been floating around the internet for some time about. And when I go back to what I'm saying about like these glimpses of empire and influence and the power that has the Wayans <laughs> family, the, Tyler Perry, obviously. Uh, Nigga, this, one time, hold on, I gotta go back to the Wayans family. This battle rapper, uh, it was one of the lines of 2023. This nigga said, "Everything that co- I call this gun, uh, Mama Wayans, because everything that come up out of it hit." <laughs> oh my. Oh God! Um, but he ain't like his all that woman's children. I don't. I don't know what predicated all this, but once upon a time, UPN. That was the fucking black. That was prime time. Oh yeah, ninety percent, ninety five percent black people. Black people starring, starring in sometimes, you know, like like it's their show. Understand? Nigga, they had so, a racist frog as their oh, goddamn God, logo. 
WB frogs. Yeah, yeah, nigga. Like they were that's how black they were. They had a racist frog. Like they didn't give a shit. Listen. They're like, we got all y'all niggas on this show. We're gonna have a racist frog. Up Whatever. Here. The point is, like, I feel like there's been cycles. Well, well, there were cycles, and with the exception of like Tyler Perry, I feel like, okay, now we have an Issa Rae who's trying to build that up again. It's just like are these ebbs and flows and how it's always going to be? Or when is yes. there going to be a point where it will, we'll get to a point where it's like, no matter what, like there's always going to be fucking Byron Allen there. There's always going to be fucking Tyler Perry there and some other people besides them. Yeah. I mean, sadly for, you know, until niggas turn out the lights on the small planet, I don't, you know, I don't know. Like, damn, not you saying until this shit. Stop. I mean, it's just, that's the thing. It's like, because niggas fall for the tricks every time. That's the thing. A lot of niggas would be like, yo, I'm going to do it once I get this amount of money. And then you got another you do kid. do it while you're doing it. And then you got another this. And then you got another mortgage. And then they're like, why don't you just keep doing this bullshit? And you're like, all right. You, you get know, caught up. You get caught you up get in the matrix. You get caught up. And, they, and that's how they work it. Like, uh, I'm not going to name names again, but if somebody else who worked in Hollywood told me this one time, they were like, go watch the movie The Firm if you really want to know how to get you in this business. Because that's mm-hmm. the same shit. He's like, in everything, they've always been like, so, uh, you know, how's your wife doing? What's up? Y'all, y'all planning to have kids? Mm. Because they want to know, oh, you got kids? Oh, you, oh shit. You, you know, got to put some food in that belly, don't you? Mm-hmm. They want to know your weaknesses and yep. your vices and all yep. this other stuff because it's always, and unfortunately, it's just always about how can I control you, right? Yeah. So, so that's the thing. That's what, like... um. Like, I, you know, and I, like, we were talking about this on the Patreon, right? Like, I'm at a frustrated point with my uh, DJ career because I do a lot of we- weddings and I make a lot of money doing weddings, but it's not, it doesn't make me, you know, happy creatively. But what it does allow me to do is because I make the money during weddings, I can take that money, I can pour it into For All Nerds. I can pour it into my music production. I can pour it into buying cameras so I can shoot my own productions. So that's why, like, I've, that's the thing, that was, I had a hard lesson to learn, and I realized I'd rather work outside the box, take my money, do what I want to do, than chase down a job in Hollywood. And I feel like a lot of people would rather just chase down those jobs in Hollywood. And I tell young writers, young, old, whoever, writers trying to break in the game, I always implore them, like, don't sell your soul for that check. But so many people will just sell it's their soul. It's, it's hard not to, Ben. And it's hard when it's you, hard. you either the struggling artist, the struggling creative, or when yep. it's like, you're, that is your... And I understand how you feel because my thing is you also are speaking from a place of experience. When mm-hmm. you are green and yep. it's been your life's mission to get into Hollywood and become a writer and all that stuff, that stuff will take you over. But especially see, this, if you have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I learned before I ever did. is something that... Because I read and I pay attention and I listen and I learn before I get into an experience. KS1, a quote that I always live with, KS1 said this in an interview way back in the day when I read. He was like, yo, don't ever make money off of something you love. And he's like, look, I love hip-hop and rap. So I don't make my main money off of this shit. You know, I have investments. I do other things. I do speaking tours. I do all this type of shit he does other than doing shows and stuff. So that that way, you know, he doesn't have to, you know, he can make the music he wanted to make all his life. Karis One ain't never compromised. He's always made the songs he wanted to make. He ain't never done nothing else. Cause I saw him, I saw him on the show last year, that, you know, yeah. like 50 years in hip hop. This man been there since the fucking beginning of it. And that man was doing a show, you know, during the 50th touring the world. Mm. You know, so he's still and, living his, his dreams and his, nigga, in his this, way. I saw this nigga on stage say it. He was like, yo. 50 years ago, I said I was going to be, we will be here forever. Do you understand me? It's a famous terrorist one song. We will be here forever. And he was like, I put this shit out there. My mind created the world. He said, I'm going to be on stages rocking microphones till I'm motherfucking 60. He said that shit in a rhyme when he was like 25. Ripping the microphone till I'm motherfucking 60. You know what I mean? And he's still out there doing it. It's like, and that's what we talk about on the show. You know, words have power. The spells you cast with what you say and put into the universe means things. And so that's why, like I said, I don't, I won't make, I make money off of DJing and things of that nature, but 
I'm not out here playing a lot of bullshit music. I'm not doing that type of stuff because I won't do that for a check, man. It's not in my nature. You know what I mean? I'll find other ways to make money than to, you know, sacrifice my soul for a check. Good and words. I feel like, yeah, I, I really wish more people beat it. It's just not worth it. That's why I always tell people about Hollywood Shuffle. There's work at the post office is the famous quote from this movie. There's always work. Nigga, you don't need this shit. Like, I don't give your fucking dream is to write, then write, nigga. Don't wait till you get into Hollywood to write. Write. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, if that's your dream, write every goddamn day and make something happen with it. Yeah. Don't wait for somebody else because when you get there, they're gonna tell you write this, and then it's gonna suck. Because you're not you doing know? what you want to do no more. No, you're not writing what you want to write. God yeah. damn it! I should pick this nigga. You what? <laughs> basketball, <laughs> fantasy basketball, y'all. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and 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 I mean, this is thank you for that for the word. I appreciate you, mm -hmm. Reverend Doctor Ben. I mean, but um, <laughs> since I mentioned his name, I also wanted to mention. I don't know if you saw that because that also happened this week. Um, or earlier that Byron Allen, he probed big money Byron, a big money Byron, a thirty billion buyout of Paramount Global. Now, a few months back, and even again in December, he has been trying to buy BET, um, and that was rebuffed. So he said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna buy the whole thing." So um, that, of course, that pushed that that. Well, I was gonna say that stock went up crazy. They're like, "Oh, oh, ah, ah, here comes this, you know, here comes this big money," um, but. You know, of course, there's doubt there. They don't know, you know, and some analysts are like, we don't know where he's getting that money from. I'm like, well, neither did Elon Musk, and he did that shit anyway. So my thing is, the money is there. He can figure it out. It's just, is Paramount going to take it seriously? And to that, and not to be conspiracy theorists, but this is also a black man that's going, that is I, I just can't see it. I'll be amazed. Are they going to let a black man control it? And, and again, this is not Hotep talk. No. Are they going to, like... This Paramount for you, for people who don't know, hold on, let me pull it up. Paramount is comprised of BET, MTV, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, CBS, and in their general global TV business, which was just I mean, let's talk a about Star channels. Trek, right? That, he owns Star Trek, right? Yeah. Like, because it's not, because it's news, but it's also culture, right? Yeah. I mean, Paramount owns Star Trek. He and would own Star Trek. His inclusion would be a vast change in the landscape of the media landscape of the management and direction and and power thereof right like he would become one of the people who are making making the decisions right and allegedly he some of the stuff he would just sell off and he would just focus on the tv but like the, the media the media piece is where the power is so i'm just like are they gonna allow this man to do something like this even if he turned around and said here's that he point to it he pointed a tangible $50 billion check or whatever it was, you know, I mean, it, will they be like, they'll still say no? The shareholders love it. <laughs> I, I'm curious. You're not sure. Ben, I mean, it's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure <laughs> if they will, you know, that is. 30 billion, excuse me, but yeah. Uh, God damn. And I know he put it together with a conglomerate, like you said, so it ain't it's just him. I mean, just like when Elon allegedly bought, yeah. what's his face, for 44, 44. Like, he didn't have that. It was a conglomerate, Saudi money and some other money. So my thing is, it's it, it, how you come up with that is, is kind of beyond the, besides the point, when you have enough leverage and access, you can figure it out. But the fact that it's a real fucking offer and he's sitting there, y'all need to take it for real. And the markets took it for real. So what's gonna happen next? What's gonna happen? That's big questions. I don't know. That that I mean, that's interesting. That's all I can say on that. That is that's big talk, you know. People always been doubting Byron Allen. My man just been, you know, stacking chips. Like Jesus. Yeah, fourteen point three billion. So where did the thirty billion come from? Oh, I think that's for some other stuff. But uh no, Allen Media Group made an unsolicited unsolicited, that's another thing. I think that's bold. No one fucking asked you. It's like, well, fuck you. I'm putting this shit out there. Well, he tried to buy BET, right? He's been. And, he was trying, to buy, and they rebuffed those efforts. Yeah, so he's like, like, it was right, between like it, him I'll, and and, yeah, and some so, other people. Yeah, he says, "I like, fuck it. I'll just buy your whole shit." Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hold um, that. I mean, <laughs> hold that. I, I, yeah. I just, <laughs> shit like, like that. I mean, and the man already owns. Like he owns. I believe he owns like 26 conglomerate networks. He owns the Weather Channel. I don't know if you knew that. 
Oh, yeah, I knew that. That's how he started. The black Don man owned the weather. So the black man yeah. told you it was going to rain or not. So Yeah, that's how he started um, getting his money. Right. So it's 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 just interesting how this is going to play out or not play out. I don't know. And then it's just like if it don't play out, it's like, so what was the reason? This is a premium. This is a huge, I think it's a 50% premium over their current stock price. And they have like another $14 billion in debt. So if y'all say no, what's the reason? What was the reason? What was the reason? So I know. That's on that. That's on that. Uh, and some other news today or yesterday, whenever, I don't know. Uh, the Sony State of Play happened where Sony, you know, shows off all the shit they got coming for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, you seen I anything saw, you like? I didn't. I, you have to tell me because I didn't see everything that was announced. The big news that I saw was there's a 10-minute trailer for Death Stranding on mm-hmm. the Beach, which is the sequel to Death Stranding. I really enjoyed like the first hour I played of Death Stranding, and then I got bored and gave up. Listen, and I never went back. Kojima, Kojima-san, Kojima, Hideo Kojima's stuff is dense. It's very dense in terms of just what he's thinking about and what he's not thinking about and what he's trying to convey in his art. His art can be an understanding of what what his point is. Can be very elusive. Mm-hmm. And that's not because people don't get it. It's just like he, he really doing his own shit. And because he's like, you know, he, he's gaming God and genius and all this other stuff. It's just sometimes it is hard to like really like sink your teeth into it. Let's say that. Yeah. So and people I, say I the Death Stranding and by the end of it, you, you know, pretty much everything is explained. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's he doesn't good explain to know. shit, but you got to get through all the other shit first to get there. And I, I think mean, that's he explained a lot in Metal Gear. Um, he explained a lot. And that shit didn't make no sense. So I, I, I don't <laughs> want it. got more convoluted every year. I'm like, oh, oh. my God. <laughs> and then a lot of his explanations are terrible. So no, I, but they say that Death Stranding overall, the explanations worked out, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, I, so I'm still not hyped for the new one. I, you know, whatever. Yeah. No. I mean, listen, I, I what I'm hyped for is actually the, is it a movie or is it another game? But the, the, the project that he's... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Working on with Jordan Peele. And not, they, not, 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 not. Horror. I'm good. I, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> okay. I'm not a horror person. And that's the thing. I'm not even Ooh, a horror no, person. No. But I'm looking forward to seeing what these crazed maniacs cook up. Because it's like, ain't no way. Hideo's out of his mind a lot of times. And then Jordan thinks everything's funny. So I just like them together. Like I, last year, or even the year before, they had posted a picture on Twitter. And I screamed. I said, what the fuck are y'all doing together? Like certain two, two certain people should not be working together because they will F you up royally. And I think these are two people who could do that. So I know, I don't know, Ben. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see what they're doing. I'm trying to see what they're talking about. Yeah, I'm just not excited. It's not something I'm like, ooh, I, you know, ooh, what are they doing? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, if it, you know, if people prove me wrong and it's something I might want to check out, but I just doubt it, man. I do not play horror games at all. Like, never have. From the first Resident Evil, it's never been something that interests me. Mm, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, also, in the state of play, they have Rise of the Ronin game. Is um. I'm assuming about Ronin, Ronins, and uh, they, they talk about like one-on-one sword combat stuff like that. There, uh, I, I played that the Ghost of uh, Ghost of Shishima. Shishima, yeah, yeah, I played that for a minute. It was cool. Uh, it was a big, it was a big game, like a yeah, huge game. And I just didn't care enough to keep going. Like you know, I did some shit and it had some battles, had some good times. It was cool. It was very beautiful, but. I was like, ah, whatever, you know? Like, mm. yeah, just gave up. Didn't mm. feel like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like, open world type stuff here. Yeah. Stellar Blade, Deep Dive, um, Dragon's Dogma 2, Sonic and Shadow, Generations as in Sonic the Hedgehog, 
So a new Shasana game that's coming out to all platforms. Every fucking platform imaginable is there. Uh, literally, I'm like, damn. Uh, Silent Hill, another Silent Hill spinoff is coming. I thought that's what the Jordan. I thought that's what they were working on together. Uh, I don't know. Let's yeah, I don't know. Cause I don't know. I, I mean, don't worry about it. it yeah, but, I pain. told you I care about it. So, okay. um, no, they are. Yeah, they're making a game, but it's it's a completely separate situation. Okay. Upcoming, it's called OD. It's called. I know OD. he like paid tribute. Because before Kojima was working on a, not Silent Hill, it might have been Silent Hill. He was working on a horror game before. Mm. And so in the trailer for the new one, they paid tribute to that old one. There's like subtle clues to the one before. It might have been Silent Hill or, I think it is Silent Hill, right? Silent Hill is a franchise. Yeah. I think it it's is. Not a I think it's... Resident Evil, Silent Hill. You, if you're in, talking about that vein, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Silent Hill. Though. I think he was working on a Silent Hill game before, and now before he left, you know, and had to form his own company and all that shit. So, but in the trailer for the new one, they paid some tribute to it. There I notice some... because I the... pay attention, and I don't you know, even when I don't care. There's some game called Dave the Diver that's gonna have Godzilla in it. Oh shit! So and it, and like a lot of these, we gotta actually watch the trailer to get the gist of what the game is about. Yeah. Uh, Zenless Zone Zero. Um, let's see. Metro Awakening VR. Oh yeah, and there's a lot. There's some VR stuff that's been announced as well. So I don't know if you. I I don't care. Strike you. You don't strike me as a VR person. I don't know if you even mess with I don't VR know, like I've, that. I've with VR before. Do you um, like yeah. it? Would you do it again? Like, yeah, I don't definitely. Know. Okay. I was waiting for the VR for the PS5 to drop, and then it did drop, and they stood and dropped enough games for it. They didn't. They, they didn't support it. There's been no support, so PSVR, yeah, no. we'll see if they're gonna abandon it or give it some more support. They've already but, abandoned. It's abandoned, Ben. I mean, it's it's effectively been abandoned for many years now. So, but they no, they, no, the PS5 one just dropped last year. No, I, listen, listen. Yes, and they announcing more VR stuff at this state of play. And what I'm yeah. telling you is, until I see some real action, no, I know they ain't done <laughs> nothing with it. Yeah, they haven't done nothing with it. So the what do you call a game? The Starfighter, the X Wing game they had. That shit was supposed to be incredible in VR. So I was waiting for the new VR headset because I have that game already. So yeah. I was waiting for the new VR headset, but that shit's dumb expensive, and I'm like, I'm not buying that to play this one Star Wars game. So right, that's been that's been the hold up. And then the Apple joined was pretty dope. So now I'm you know I'm thinking about you know I'm looking at that, but okay. Yeah. Even that, I'll definitely wait for, you know, volume two. A game that I am super into that I haven't even played yet and I'm so afraid to start playing um, is Power World. And the reason why I'm afraid is because I know I'm going to get obsessed with it. It's, it's, everyone's calling it basically Pokemon with guns. And I don't, and I know you've seen it and heard about it by now. I've heard about it. Yeah, all that. Uh, Shout out to Lunar Engineer who says he is knee deep in that. He's been in that. They've even ported it over to VR, and Luna is very big into VR. He has a quest, so we know we're going to see some video from him. But literally, Power Roll is all the stuff that I wanted to do in Pokemon and wish I could do, and they just fucking did it and added some, you know, fucked up shit to it. And, I, and I, I'm with the, I'm about that life. And the fact that, like they said, like right now, it's 19 million players across the I saw Xbox. 20 the other day. It's probably 20 now. Literally, as we speak, it just keeps going up by like a million every, every, every 12 hours. So... And this shit just dropped like earlier this or in January. And mm-hmm. it's technically still like preview. Like it's, I mean, and, and on paper, it's still like preview. It's not like the final release. But like between the the sheer amount of intention and players and what I'm seeing of it being open and pretty much there's not like no general main, like there's no main story. Like you just do what the fuck you want to do with your pals, aka Pokemon. Like it's just... It's just it just goes back to my heydays of like being deeply in gamer, deep deep gamer, and again being a huge Pokemon fan and being in that life and really caring. And it got and for me it got so boring after a while. So to be able to essentially kind of y'all ripping off of them, I ain't gonna hold you. Like I don't know if you've seen the character designs, Ben, but oh yeah, no straight Chad moves. It's yeah, it's you know it's 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 copy my homework. But try to change it up a little bit, and it's like ah, I don't know. Y- y'all might have been looking over on people's papers, but you know, you know, you, you you try to make enough of a change to try to get over it. And of course, um, you know, the Pokemon people don't like that. 
they said they're going to be investigating. So we'll see how long this lasts. But in the meantime, I, I feel like I need to get on this. And this could potentially, this could be the game that actually brings me back to gaming. It makes me sit there and actually stream. And But I'm also afraid because I don't want to overdo it. I don't want to overdo it, Ben. I mean, I'm yeah, afraid. I, 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 I've read up on it. I, I just, I don't, I haven't played any of these, uh, the survival games that it hasn't struck my interest. I know because like, like Fortnite Ark, type games. Yeah, well, Fortnite's more um massive. This is like in the vein of um Ark with the dinosaurs. It's or, a it's a lot of things mixed into it. Yeah, but it's got a lot of Ark or uh days past with the zombies. It, like you you know, you start off punching trees, you build you grab some rocks, you mm-hmm. build a fort, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so it's got the Fortnite. Yeah, that's that like it has a lot of components of a lot yeah. of successful games in it and then throws in a a, a ghetto rigged kind of Pokemon shit. Yeah. And- it is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details and i learned that the main designer is a high schooler yeah, one of them. Yep, yep, yep. I was like, "What? Yeah, good, to you. good for you. Good on you." Yeah, but yeah, not not the biggest interest in the. Not interested. I am. Yeah. This is this is literally my bread and butter. I'm like, oh my god. So, like right now, I've been playing this joint, uh, Retfest, which is this uh, demolition derby car racing game, which I really enjoy. I think it was free, and I've just been loving that. But some twisted metal shit. Yeah, not no, not not as nearly as ill as Twisted Metal. You know, this is realistic. Well, I mean, more realistic. <laughs> okay, it's, you know, you don't have guns or any of that type of shit. So far, <laughs> okay. I haven't seen that. It's just cars and demolition derby and races where it turns into a demolition derby. So mm. it's I've been enjoying that, and what I've really I've been holding off, and I know I just I I want to do Baldur's Gate, you know, and I want to. I wanna, oh yeah. no! You are going to be sucked in that shit. I know, and I like I've played It'll the demo. It'll take you five hours just to pick your character, maybe more. Nah, it took, I played the demo. It took me like an hour. No, I'm like, ah. yeah, I'm just talking me, about how people have been. Yeah, like, I know. Really I don't do sucked into I, it. I, okay. I, I, it took me a good hour to you know get the design that I wanted. I had my fire dragon born dude, and. I wasn't blown away. I don't like that's the thing. Like the interface didn't really do it for me, but the story was getting me right away. Okay. So I think within the next couple of weeks, I'm gonna just, you know, bite the bullet and buy Baldur's Gate. So that's, mm. you know, yeah. I R. don't R. know if I'll be I mean. streaming that. I won't make no promises. I have been streaming more DJ sets. I see uh, every Tuesday and every probably every Thursday now at four PM Eastern. I've been doing DJ sets on twitch.tv slash DJ Ben I mean, so make sure you follow me over there. Mm-hmm, I've been seeing them. Yep. Uh, but I gaming, I'm still not really a big gaming streamer, so I don't know if I'm going to be doing that at all. We'll see. Yeah. It, yeah. If I get power, it's over. Yeah. It's over. You'll, it's, you'll it's, have to. Yeah. I'm, 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 it's like really hard for me not to at this point. And you know, as a former gaming addict, I'm like, ah. Mm. So. All right. Um, did you ever get to speak about your, that book last week? No, I didn't because we, you know, ended the show talking about Dick Ryder. <laughs> Dick Ryder. So we got up out of there. Um, I actually finished it. The It's the first in a series from N.K. Jemison, The City We Became. Uh, mm. I'm not sure the name of the series, but the sequel just dropped a few weeks ago, I think. But I picked up the first book, The City We Became. It's a story about... I don't want to give away too much, but it's a story about avatars 
and the cities they represent. So different people represent different cities. And they are the avatar of the city. And like Houston, fighting. Atlanta, Vegas? Like, like Houston, Atlanta, about? Vegas. But okay. New York, in this case, this one is mainly centers on New York. And it centers on New York awakening, like the whole avatar becoming awake and becoming an avatar of New York. And the boroughs each having their own avatar. Okay. And them having to come together to fight this great enemy. And I enjoyed it. I'm I'm going to pick up the sequel eventually. I, it's not like where I'm like, oh, I got to rush out and get the sequel. I think people, you know, your mileage may vary on it, but I thought it was a good read, you know. Okay. Is the Brooklyn good, Avatar legit? The Brooklyn Avatar is legit. I definitely fell okay. in love with the Bronx Avatar, and I had problems with the Staten Island Avatar as you're as supposed you to. As you should, it's fucking Staten Island. As, as you're supposed <laughs> to. And the Bronx Avatar was definitely my favorite character in the book. And I actually really loved the Staten Island Avatar, you know, and I understood their choices. That was the, that was the great thing about the writing. NK really did that with that because even though I disagreed with them, I understood where they were coming from and really felt for them, you know, mm. in a way. Like, I really liked their character. They're in a fucked up spot. They're fucked up, but they're in a fucked up spot and they were, you know, raised up fucked up. So they, in more you know, ways than one. Yeah. It Just like real them. life. And it's, um, it's got some Lovecraftian elements. I'll say that. It definitely feels like yet another... In the vein of Lovecraft Country, of retaking and reclaiming the Lovecraft mythos. And, you know, because it's, there's a lot of racism in Lovecraft's work, reclaiming that and re-examining that. And I really enjoyed that side of it, too. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend this for, you know, if you want a good novel, good read, really dope. City Is it one book? No, it's a series. The it's sequel series just dropped. And there's going to be more than two. I think there's uh, planned at least three books in the series. Okay, by N.K. Jemison. Yep, The City We Became. I'm not sure the name of the sequel, but you can find out once you get the first one. So. Okay. And last yeah. show, we were un- unfortunately surprised by the fact that Outlaw Johnny Black been dropped, dropped in September. Yes. But you did get to see it. I did get to see it. And? I, I liked it. Uh. All right, now this thing, when we talked to Michael Jai White, he explained that if you're looking for a sequel to Black Dynamite, this, this ain't, ain't it. it. And I was still, I didn't believe him. You know, I was like, fuck that nigga. <laughs> Give me my sequel to Black Dynamite. And so I watched <laughs> it. He look- told us. I watched it looking for a sequel to Black Dynamite, and this is no sequel to Black Dynamite. There's comedy, but it's just not on the level of Black Dynamite. I think Black mm-hmm. Dynamite is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen to this it day. It really it's is. Immensely quotable. I quote it all the time. But Black Dynamite, I sell drugs to the community. Yeah. <laughs> I'm declaring war on anyone selling drugs in the community. But Black Dynamite, <laughs> I sell drugs to the community. <laughs> I sell drugs to the community. No, it is one of like the funniest. <laughs> it's, 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 it's fucking. He's so, so he's so insulted by it. So you ignored Black what Dynamite. So you ignored what he said that it wasn't a, a, a sequel, a sequel, uh, or even a spiritual sequel because it's a western, and it's just different. Like the joke. So what'd you get out of it? It was a cool western, I guess. You know, I guess. Oh no. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was. It was cool, Mm-mm. man. I. Yeah, this ain't one of the Michael Jai joints. I, you know, I'm like, yo, if you ain't seen Black Dynamite, go see Black Dynamite. You know, Michael <laughs> Jai got a million joints. I like the want, diversion. Look, if <laughs> you want some, <laughs> you know, if you want some ill action, you know, Michael Jai got a million joints on Netflix on pretty much okay. every streaming network filled with you know dope action. This was like, if you want a comedy Western, I would say peep it, you know, with black people. There's some beautiful black women and I'll give them that, you know. I mean, I know this is supposed to be comedy, but what about shit like The Harder They Fall? No, nah, like, The Harder They Fall is fire, bro. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you say, if you got to see Western with black people, wouldn't you say oh, that one? Oh, I would one? definitely say, ew. I would you would say that one. You no, wouldn't I would, say, yeah, would say. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, nah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Let's you, be bro. real. Like, yeah, nah. Love okay, you, bro. Fine. But yeah, this ain't. Nah. Mm. <laughs> it was cool. You know what I mean? It was cool. But I mean, I don't believe you. It keeps. It gets worse as you continue, and the and the size and the e and i and the, I don't know, bro. All, all the all the vowels ain't it ain't doing it for me. So well, um, before we get out of here, you know, <laughs> I do have to say that this week was also monumental. We talked about this on the Patreon episode, but. In a big comic side pop this week in previews magazine, which is the ordering 
magazine. It's the trade magazine for the industry where all your stores order, pre-order, order books. Hendrix Purple Haze, written by Mellow Marketer and me. I don't is, know where you were going to be. I'm trying to point to you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's out. It is there. It's for order. Thir- it will drop in July. You can 30th go here. 30th July, 2024. 30th July, 2024. The you book go, is real. It's real. You can go to your local comic store, your local bookstore, tell them it's in previews, tell them to pre-order it. Please, please tell your local comic store to pre-order it. You know what I mean? Tell them you want Ben Amin and Mello to come through for a signing. Demand it. Demand that shit. Be like, yo, you need to fly these niggas out here. I don't care how much it costs. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck that shit. I know you ain't making no money in the comic industry. I was industry, saying, you got to tell you know, them to the independent bookstore. Yeah. Fly these niggas out here. Broke ass nigga. Get your, <laughs> get your money up and fly these niggas out here. No. <laughs> Just pre-order it, please. You know, I'll fly myself out there and sign that shit myself if I have to. Nah. I'm so goddamn excited about this. I really can't wait for y'all to read it. We've been working on this book for years. Literally years of blood, sweat, and tears I put into this book. And I just cannot wait for y'all to get it. I would argue... finally available for... Yeah. It's finally available. I would argue you've been working on this your whole life. I would, too. And, you know, that'll come out more in some interviews and things. We'll talk about this some more. But, yeah, no, it, this book has been a part of me my whole life. Yeah, straight up and down. There are mm-hmm. things in this book I've been thinking about my whole life. You know, there are theories and ideas that I've been thinking about since I first fell in love with music. And I, I poured everything into this shit, man. It's something. So, yeah. So proud of you. I'm always, uh, always, always so proud of you. Thank you so much. I'm I'm so excited for us. You know, we'll both be at uh, San Diego Comic Con celebrating this shit. All kind of things are coming from this. You know, it's one of my goals is to write for Marvel, uh, to write another independent series, and to write a sequel to this. So those are my three comic goals for this year. Oh, yeah. and speaking of celebration, we also we we celebrated him last month, but. Congratulations to our engineer Luna, who was expecting a little one on the way, yes, little yeah. baby Luna. We just wanted to make sure that we gave you a shine on the show because you are an intrinsic part of the show. We want to make sure all the fan fam knows about your bundle of joy on the way, and they can congratulate you. So, congratulations, Luna. Word up! Make sure y'all go congratulate our editor, the one, Mr. Luna, the legend mm-hmm. himself. Thank you for everything, and congratulations.